Esther. You know what to do, just listen to Esther. Say positive and fun, it's Esther Club. Hello, and welcome to Esther Club. Um, I should have brushed my hair, that's for sure. So today we're going to get right into it because this is a topic that's pretty timely based on uh, this Netflix documentary series that's out right now about the Cecil Hotel, the Cecil Hotel, or is it Cecil? I always call it Cecil. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about my experience at the Cecil Hotel. Um... I did just eat sweet greens, so I'm sorry if I have food in my teeth, as well as people like to comment that I got my lips done. It's just when I, if you see me right after I eat, my lips are swollen because I'm allergic to everything. So, um, good news and bad news. One, I'm allergic to the earth, and two, I'm prettier for it. (laughs) Okay, so... I watched this documentary, and I'll let you know when there's a spoiler. So, um, if there is going to be a spoiler. So, there's this is just my experience at the Cecil Hotel. So, are you situated, little doggy? So, when I first moved to Los Angeles in 2009, I really wanted to be an actress. And I did stand-up comedy. I worked as a babysitter. I worked as an assistant. And I pretty much was never cast in any films, any student films, any commercials. You know, it took me like a while to kind of get my foot in the door. But one community that I had built early on was stand-up comedy. So I was doing the open mics, you know, sometimes three a night, sometimes every single night uh, in the week all over Los Angeles. Uh, You know, there was a Holiday Inn in Glendale I would drive to on Friday nights. There was laundromats in the middle of Hollywood. There was um, little cafes everywhere. There was just open mics wherever you could find them. I would be there and when I showed up, I would know people there. I would know there was my crew of people that you just, you see at the open mics and you just get to know each other. And some of these people are now wildly successful, most of them. I mean, not, but, you know, everyone, these are all people that, you know, Jamar Neighbors, I I think of him a lot. And, you know, I see him, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast last month. Um, From Jamar Neighbors, Justine Marino, uh, uh, Gerard Carmichael, uh, you know, my friends, the people that you more so associate with me that, you know, other comedians Sandy Danto, Ben Giaflalo, you know, all these people, whatever. So you get it. So I got an email one day from someone that I know from the open mics that they're doing a short film. And I'm like, great. This is awesome. They're doing a short film and they want me to play a role in it. I am so psyched. This is like, you know, small but huge deal. Like, this is what I moved here to do. This is great. So I'm really, I'm, I'm all on board. And I get my uh, call sheet. I get my information for where I need to be, when I need to be there, and it's at the Cecil Hotel. Now, I had never heard of the Cecil Hotel. I didn't know anything about it, so I didn't really have much of an opinion other than, oh shit, I'm going to have to drive downtown, and it's probably going to cost me money to park my car, So, or be stressful to park. So that was pretty much my only thoughts going in. So... 
I drive down. I, sh- I pull up to the Cecil Hotel. And I believe I had to use some sort of valet service. I don't remember. But I I, I just I remember like ta- talking to a guy and being like, I'm just going to be here for a little while. You know, trying to schmooze some valet guy to not charge me full price. Whatever it was. I also I never had cash on me. I still don't. Cash is like my enemy. I never have cash. Everyone who knows me knows this. I just, I don't, I hate cash. I have no problem swiping my credit card here, there, everywhere, but I don't like cash. So I I never had cash and that was always an issue for me. Fucking Los Angeles, you always need to pay to park. Even at the doctor's office, I would get myself into trouble because I didn't have cash and I couldn't, anyways, side note, whatever. Parking, they just, they charge you whatever they can and that's a lot in LA. So I remember gathering my things out of my car, you know, handing my car off to somebody and I, I go into the hotel and I'm like, oh, this is like, okay, like I'm not, there's no strong reaction. I'm just like, this is a normal hotel in downtown LA, right? It's still just like, I remember walking in again, no strong reaction, not like this is amazing, not this is dumpy at all, just normal. So we go, I go up, I find the people that I'm, I'm here to meet. Someone comes down, brings me up to the room and I'm, I'm like, oh, this is, like, these hallways are small, like, and just, it felt, like, creaky, like, there was something creaky about it, like, almost, like, you know, when you step on a wood panel and it creaks, if the word creak wasn't a sound, but it was, like, an, a, a vibe, and we, I go into this hotel room, and it is unlike anything I've ever seen and I want to preface that by saying that I grew up in a Chicago suburb I spent many many days and nights in the city of Chicago I have been around the block I've been in the city I've been in New York City Uh, you know I've spent money like I've just I'm not from a podunk town and I haven't been outside of my comfort zone I've been places and I've been to shitty hotels. I've been to nice hotels. This was a completely different level. That's I also in college I spent the summer in New York City at student housing and some like really crappy this was a different level. This I just immediately felt in the room, I felt unsafe. I felt unsettled. I remember it was a completely bare room with just a small double bed and a nightstand. And I remember the nightstand had a Bible in it and there was no bathroom. And that, for some reason, just spooked me out right then and there. I'm like, how the fuck does this hotel room have no bathroom? And again, you guys, those of you that know me, I'm not prissy. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not a five-star hotel or bust. Like, no, I've stayed at the worst of the Ramada inns that you've seen. Like, I've been, I cannot trust you enough. I've been around. This was off right away in the room. And then I remember in the hallway, I would see these people come in and out of their rooms. And I just didn't, I I was so spooked by them and they would go in and out of their rooms into the bathroom and they were just unwell. They were not there. 
they there these were people that seemed like transients they seemed and I don't really know what that word means but I think you know what I'm saying like they were drugged out they were not with it they seemed you know they seemed like the people that sadly you would see on the street and and like just kind of maybe having like a mental breakdown where they're just like babbling bibble babble like and you feel kind of unsafe near them and these people were roaming the hall from their room shutting the door to the bathroom and I like I just felt like this commotion and it felt very drug related and that is something that doesn't come up for me a lot because I don't do drugs like I don't know a lot about drug culture but it just felt like oh this must be drug this must be a, a drug cultural thing And I just always felt, I just felt really uncomfortable. Now, that said, I was there, I was in that hotel room with four people. Um, You know, I remember my scene partner, and I think I remember his name. I don't want to say it in case it's wrong, but I'm like, where is he? I miss that guy. He was a great guy. And then I was with the two female producers, and we shot our little scene. It was really fast, and then we left. And then we ended up finishing the rest of that film, um, Jamar Neighbors was in it too and we finished that somewhere else so that was our only day at the Cecil Hotel so nothing nothing too crazy happened and I, there's another part to this as well so hold on so nothing too crazy happened it, I just remember leaving and being like what was that what what was that I have never in my day ever experienced anything like that and I promise you whoever you are listening to this there's a good chance you would have felt the exact same way as me you would have just you didn't know what you're you're like what is this what where so this was in about 2009 okay so this was actually years before the case that was just made famous on the Netflix show I believe it's called crime scene so Now I'm going to get into a spoiler. So you might want to fast forward about five minutes or so or whatever just to play it safe. I'll wave my hand when the spoiler is over. So cut to a couple years later, a few years later, 2012 or 2013, whenever this case was going on, the Elisa Lam case. So I see an article about, and again, spoiler, spoiler alert. A girl was found floating in a water tank in a hotel. And I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't sleep. I was just, I felt so nauseous. I felt like nothing is safe. Nothing can be trusted. Um, I, I felt like, and you know, I was really kind of getting my, my comedy career going at the time so staying at low rent hotels that's a part of that career you really cannot do that career of being a stand-up comedian without knowing you're going to be staying at shitty hotels and I remember feeling like I can't do this anymore like I I never can trust a hotel again I feel so disgusting and then I remember reading and clicking for me that it was at the Cecil Hotel and I was like no fucking way and instantly I was not so afraid anymore because I just thought to myself that is the only place that that will happen at that place is vile that place is disgusting that place the inmates are running the asylum at that place I 
I do not think that that could happen necessarily at your good old down the street Best Western. That is a Cecil Hotel fucking story if I've ever heard it. And I knew nothing of the Cecil at the time other than just my weird, eerie, eerie experience being there. So that's basically it. Um, And again, I'm kind of just telling you this more so that you can see that it even before even before that crime that terrible tragedy took place even before way long before the documentary about it i felt extremely afraid in that building and i i know i keep repeating myself but you guys when you're a fucking up and comer hustle on your hustle in la you are driving everywhere for open mics for auditions you are putting yourself into situations all the time you don't know how to get there you're relying on your gps you've never been in this part of town you're lost you have to find parking you're going up a random elevator all these things and nothing ever made me feel the way i felt at the cecil hotel and it doesn't even nothing holds a candle nothing comes close and i freaking in my la years i have done some of the dumbest shit i when i got my dog pepper off of craigslist i mean that is actually that i will tell you that story right now because that is pretty similar and that's probably the only time that i felt oh i just put myself in a very dangerous situation um that was me that was more me putting myself in a dangerous situation than me stumbling into something really fucking spooky so i'll just i'll quickly tell you that story of getting pepper so basically um this was also in 2009 and i just woke up one saturday morning was like i'm getting a dog today and i saw on craigslist an ad for a yorkie poo and i was like okay great yorkie poo $300 or whatever, uh, you know, 20 minute drive from where I, my apartment in West Hollywood, I'm there. So I get in my car by myself. I drive up through Laurel Canyon, you know, this very hilly area. I get to the house. I pull in to someone's gate and the gate closes behind me. So I'm now gated into someone's house who I know nothing about them. I walk up to the front door and a woman answers and she is in pink. Sorry, I cough a lot after I eat and I just eaten my lunch. She's in baby pink sweatpants, like a almost like juicy couture, like fleece pants with high crystal clear high heels. And I peek in behind her and the house is completely empty except for a pool table in the middle of the house. And right then and there, it all clicked for me that I was fucking scared. I'm gated in and I'm deep in. Sorry, I'm deep in too. You know, this is not just like, oh, you know, the street's right there. No, I'm like deep into someone's house. It would be very easy to keep me from coming back, coming out of there. So, I, she's holding the dog, and I don't even look at the dog, and I just say, here's the money. I gave her $300. I think at the time, I, you know, I only had 200 in cash, 
and I had a hundred dollar check and I just, I'm like, oh, here's the money. I grab the dog. I run to my car and I, and I just, I leave. And I was so afraid for my life. I literally got Pepper without even looking at him. Now, good thing he's so fucking cute and I love him so much, but he's not a Yorkie poo. (laughs) That's for damn sure. They completely lied to me, but I did get out of there safely and I'm so obviously grateful and I do love Pepper so much, but I really cannot stress for you enough. He is not a Yorkie poo. And that's the story of how I got Pepper. Now, I'm an idiot, right? Like, I did so many dumb... But that's the thing is when you're 21 years old, you're just stupid because you're a fucking child till you're 27 anyways. But I was so stupid. And for some reason, just thought that the big city wouldn't chew me up and spit me out. Did it? It kind of did. I did have a mental breakdown last year. So (laughs) I'm not like completely scot-free. Okay, I just want to look. Okay, so there's a couple announcements that I had to make. And quickly, um, I have a new feature on my TikTok, which my TikTok is at Esther Monster. And it's a little Q&A symbol. So if you go to my TikTok, you can ask me questions there and I'll answer them on this podcast as well as I may answer them on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, make sure you're following me at Esther Monster and also use the Q&A, which our amazing intern Maddie set up. So use the Q&A function there and that's the new, that's currently where we'll be taking questions. Um, I'm also starting my own Amazon affiliate page, which I am so fucking excited about. Um, basically I'm just, I went through all my past Amazon purchases from the last like eight months and pulled all my favorite things that I bought. Only things that I either heavily researched or fell in love with when I ordered them. So it's, it's not a lot. It's like six or seven things I think. And I want to add more, but it has to be like the perfect thing to be added. So, um, the Amazon affiliate link I should add down below. I should figure that out. Um, so you guys actually have access to it. So there's really cool stuff on there. And I don't know. I just, I like when people tell me what they buy. So that's my vibe. No pressure. And I think, oh, I want to do, um, I might not have actually segments today. You know what? I'm going to do a full body scan because uh, I haven't done one in a while and I really need one today because there's like a lot going on today and I just need to like calm down. So my head is, there's an awareness like the inch above my eyebrows. Neck is good. Um, my mouth feels dirty. My mouth feels fucking dirty. Uh shoulder check just kind of want to like open my shoulders and spread them back you know I feel like I I need a good like spread shoulder uh stomach is fine hips are okay uh quads are really tight I just hiked Runyon Canyon with my new obsession yes I talked about her like she's an object I called her an obsession Um, at it's me tinks on instagram and tiktok she took me on a crazy hike and my feet are oh wait coming back up there's a tingle there's a a tingle awareness on the side of my face okay 
that's my full body scan. My feet, my toes are feeling aware. And, um, oh, okay, that's something I want to talk about next week. I want to talk about something related with St. Patrick's Day. Something fucking disgusting and vile. So tune in for that. And you guys, I think that's it for today's episode of Esther Club. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to this channel, like this video, comment, and do all the things to help me keep the show going because I'll be honest with you, I've taken on way too many, what's it called, commitments, and I'm trying to weed some out. So if something is weak and not doing well, I'm going to have to weed it out. I really don't want to stop doing the show, but I'm just letting you know, please please help support if you like it. That's all. If you don't like it, peace be with you. So that is it. Um, please remember if you want to be the first to know when my tie-dye launches next, uh, text the phone number 847-648-9098. I swear to you, we're like moments away. It could be as soon as next week. I'm, I'm, it's, I know. It, it's just why am I even bringing it up because it's such a sore subject now because everything takes so long so that is it but that said text that number because I don't want you, you to be someone that misses out and then has to wait and then doesn't get it so that's it you guys I've been Esther and uh, enjoy see you guys next time say positive and fun it's Esther Club